The Business Growth Podcast by legendary entrepreneur Dan Bradbury gives you the best strategies to grow a profitable, sustainable company that isn't dependent on you. Whether it be how to hire and lead a world-class team, business finance, marketing, time management, growth through acquisition, or maximizing your company's value before you exit, this podcast is for you. And now, your host for the Business Growth Podcast, Dan Bradbury. Hey guys, Dan Bradbury here and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Podcast. I believe that in today's super fast-paced society, the people who can learn, filter and then apply the information that they've learned to adapt their behavior the quickest have the best chance of success. So that's why in this episode, I cover my six-step super speed reading system. This is the system that I developed and used to uh, become the third fastest reader in the world, getting the bronze medal at the Speed Reading World Championships in the early 2000s. This will not only help you to read much more quickly, but with improved comprehension too. If you listen and like this episode and you want to know more about attending one of my live speed reading workshops, go to danbradbury.com forward slash workshop. With that, let's get to the show. So let's talk about... um one of the most valuable skills that I ever learned. When the big picture, I, I feel one of the most valuable things that my parents ever gave me was a real desire and interest in learning. Because I believe, I've got a learning mindset, I believe you can develop, hone almost any skill. Um, so when it comes to progress in business, specifically, I think those nobody's born a great business person. Not born a great businesswoman or a businessman, they learn those skills. You might have tendencies, you know, you might be more numerically inclined, for example, but ultimately you learn the skills. You learn the skills of leadership, you learn the skills of marketing, you learn the skills of HR, you learn how structurally it works, investment protocol, uh, you can learn all these things. So to my mind, when I was starting out, it made sense to learn how to learn faster. So specifically, when I was getting started, I go, oh my God, I want to go on all these seminars and workshops. And But the problem was, I didn't have any money when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, when I was kind of wanting to start in business. So I said, okay, well, how can I solve this problem? I said, well, I can read. I can read books. And I'm a big fan of reading business biographies. You know, one of my favorite books um, is a book, Titan. I've forgotten the author's name. He's a famous biographer, but it's about uh, John D. Rockefeller. Amazing, incredible book about he became, in today's adjusted terms, uh, the, the richest man who's ever lived. I think in today's adjusted terms, at the peak of his wealth, he would be worth something like three or four hundred billion, uh, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, because he because it was back in, uh, he was at the peak of his wealth, I think in 1910, something like that. But um, uh, I wanted to read more of these biographies to, to kind of hone uh, hone those skills. But the problem was, I was a slow reader. Also, I would read the book and immediately couldn't remember what I'd just read. Right? So I, I was up late one night and it was about two o'clock in the morning and there was a, a voice there was a light in the darkness. It was it was an infomercial, Holly. It was an infomercial on TV. But uh, uh, and there was this gentleman called with a really funny um, American accent uh, called Howard Berg that was talking about speed reading. 
and Howard was at the time uh, Guinness World uh, Record holder for the fastest reader in the world. And he was on a classic cheesy infomercial demonstrating people giving him books, him reading the books, them asking him questions. And not only would he be able to read about a page a second, about 20,000 words a minute, uh, but he also had really good comprehension. So people would give him books, he would read it, he would, um, uh, he would read it and then he would answer questions on it. So he had retention as well. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, that's an incredible skill to have. Not just in the sense of consumption of business books, but in the fact that most of our world is reading-based still. It's coming a little bit more video-based these days, but if you think about the number of emails you get, just day-to-day, -day, just reading, consumption. And I went, if you could read twice as fast, Richard, if you could read twice as fast with the same level of comprehension, right? If the average person is reading, I forget the statistic, but 12 hours a week, it's something like that. If you could read twice as fast, that means you freed up six hours a week which either means you can consume more or you can have the free time. I thought this is an incredible skill. And of course, some people sit there and go, yeah, well, yeah, but you can read, but it's the application of the knowledge. I agree, but I'm in favour of getting more resources, reference points. I think to make good decisions, you need to know all the data, right? You need to be able to analyse, you know, when somebody comes out with a drug that they think is promising, you know, the FDA or the UK equivalent don't just immediately go, oh, oh great, look, sign that one test. It looks good. Let's approve it. They go, no, let's do our homework, do our research in order to make a decision. So yesterday, when we were talking about weighing up different business options uh, in a particular business in the group, we are talking about uh, um, additional revenue streams or franchises, franchise opportunities. Okay, how do you make a good decision? You don't just look at one. You look at many. But if you can look at more options more quickly, because I think a lot of business owners use speed as the justification, I need to move fast. But then they're lazy and they either make a bad choice because they don't get all the data, the downside of that investment risk, or they miss out on a much better opportunity, Andy, because they just didn't have the time to do the homework. So to me, this was just a critical skill. So I ordered this... Uh, uh, this uh, thing from the infomercial. And um, it was called Mega Speed Reading. You can probably still get dilapidated cassette versions on uh, uh, on eBay. And it said, oh, double your reading speed in four hours. I like, I just blindly believe it. Money back guarantee, great. So I ordered this course, got it, put the cassettes on. I wish it was LPs because that would make me feel even older. But put the cassettes on, um, did, did the exercises, and lo and behold, did the little tests in the, in the book and the workbook that came with it, did the tests and radically increased my speed. So the first time I think I went from roughly 300 words a minute, which is about the national average, to about 600 words a minute with the same or slightly improved comprehension. But it is a little bit like fitness, Richard. So it's a little bit like fitness. It's a, it's a skill to be... Um, honed and practiced and maintained, right? Like, once you learn, um, uh, like, for example, if you learn to ride a bike, you learn to ride a bike, you don't forget how to ride a bike and therefore you can move more quickly from A to B because you now got the option of taking a bicycle. But if you ride the bike consistently, you're going to get quicker and more comfortable at it, right? And that's similar to the skills of speed reading. So, I went and learned this, uh, uh, learned this system. I subsequently went on and looked at photo reading, which was a, a different methodology by a guy called Paul, developed by a guy called Paul Sheely. I looked at other approaches and kind of condensed it into my own. And I'm a little bit obsessive compulsive. So when I get into something, I'm all in. And uh, I, I started going, well, how fast is fast? 
Like, how fast can you get? If double's good, isn't treble speed better? And then uh, you could get speed reading software by this time, and then so I'd start testing me on the software so I could read on the screen quicker because it's different reading on the screen versus reading um, text, uh, printed word. And um, uh, I got really quick, and then I found out there was a speed reading world championships. And I've got like, uh, it's a bit like if you make your first hundred thousand in business. When you made your first hundred thousand in business, what's immediately your next goal? Making a million. You want to make a million. So it's kind of like, well, I'll read 500 words a minute. You want to read 1,000 words a minute. You want to read 2,000 words a minute, right? And so on and so forth. But I kind of went, oh, if I could win the Speed Reading World Championships, that would be, that would be something. So I studied really hard. Entered the Speed Reading World Championships. Emma, it's not as sexy and, uh, and glorified as it sounds. Okay, it's just a lot of people in a room reading unpublished books that they've prepared a test on, right? And then they multiply your speed by your comprehension score and percentages. So if you read, you know, the equivalent of 5,000 words a minute to read this whole textbook, and then you've got a uh, 50% comprehension score on the test, 5,000 times 50% gives you a, would give you a 2,500 effective words per minute. That's how they evaluate who's the fastest. You can't just put through and go, done, right? That, that's how they test it. And uh, devastatingly, the first year I came sixth, which pissed me off. So I studied harder, went back next year, I, I, I got the bronze medal. I couldn't get to um, anywhere near the person in first. It was so far ahead, it was ridiculous. But the point is, I was then able to consume a lot of books quickly. And actually, when I think about how um, um, if people uh, look at me and say, hey, how have you progressed the way that you have in business? I say, well, I learned business skills and tools. But the reason I learned that I was able to learn those business schools more quickly, probably, than the average person, is I was able to learn faster. And that's a skill. So occasionally in here, you'll hear me quote books, and I've read an awful lot of books, and I can quote stuff. I'm not down to the quote the page number, but I can I can remember most stuff that I read. Not it's not photographic memory. I haven't developed to that level of skill, but it's pretty comprehensive. And um, uh, people, are oh, you so lucky? Uh, what are you talking about? It's not luck, it's a trained skill. Uh, and, and so I'm going to outline six simple things that will radically improve your reading speed and comprehension. And I think that just knowing these six points and being aware of them alone, I, if you uh, apply these things, the next thing that you pick up, Andy, the, the, the next book that you pick up, and you would, be, you would be reading quicker if you followed this model. A bit like if you're trying to walk a path, Versus someone who gives you a bicycle and you do it on the bicycle. You can be not very good at riding a bike. You're going to do it faster than walking. It's the same sort of premise, okay? So here are the, here are the six points. Number one is setting your intention. Look, I hate to be cliche and life coachy uh, about this, but I think that uh, the purpose matters. And I think people pick up and read and they're not really that cognizance of why they're reading what they want to extract from it. If the first thing that you do, if I'm looking to read some text, is like, why, what am I trying to get from this text? Why do I want to read it? Why do I want to read it quickly? What's, what am I trying to ex extract? You know, and that focuses my mind. You know, it's reticular activating system stuff that anybody that's been around personal development for any length of time has heard a hundred times. Well, good. Practice it. Just pri think of it as priming. Priming your mind to read it more quickly. Okay, so that is um, setting 
uh, intention. That's step one. I think that's important, and typically I'll write that down on a piece of paper. Um, second is state. Think mentally. Uh, 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 it's your mental warm-up in the sense of you can have a prime-conditioned athlete, okay, but they don't just perform at their optimal levels immediately. They, they warm up. Well, okay, I, I think um, anybody that's done singing lessons, uh, I'm not a good singer, but I must confess I'm into music a little bit and I've had a few singing lessons because I wanted to make myself feel sound slightly less terrible, okay? And one of the first things I'll tell you is about your position of your body, your chest, your diaphragm, and that if you, if you try and sing slouched, you're kind of collapsing your diaphragm, you've got less control over your breath, you'll sound less good. You know, you could be Celine Dion or Mariah Carey. If you, if you sang uh, hunched over like that, it's going to sound inferior. It's not dissimilar than reading. I've got a standing desk in my office. I'll often read standing up, but at the very least, I'll be upright as possible. Right? It, by the way, all this is with the intent of if you're reading to learn from, like, say, a business perspective. The worst place and state to read, if your outcome is to learn and remember and read quickly, would be slumped down, lying down on your side when you're tired. But I'm, I'm cool with that, and I will do that if it's uh, I'm reading a novel or something I'm just reading for enjoyment and I'm relaxing prior to going to sleep. But if I want to get optimum speed and retention, I'm going to be sat up, right? And also time of day counts, and, and therefore I'll do more of the heavy reading in the morning when I'm more focused. Um, the third step is survey. So think about the learning process as like filling in a jigsaw puzzle. I, I, I'm in favour of uh, being deductive. So in other words, uh, it's much easier to complete a jigsaw puzzle if you think like each piece of the jigsaw is a piece of information in that book that you want to retain if you get the corners first and if you get the edges. It becomes much easier uh, if you've got the corners, the edges, and you've looked at the picture on the box. So surveying the book is doing exactly that. It's at high speed. Let's just say five minutes arbitrarily for a typical business book. You go, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to look at the front cover. I'm going to look at the back cover. You say, if you had to get the gist of this book in five minutes, how would you do it? Front cover, back cover, index page, content page, flicking through, perhaps uh, glimpsing over the chapter summaries. And what that does is it further primes your mind sets it up so so it already kind of knows what the corner pieces, the edges. Do you think you could do that and uh, get a broad idea of what the book's about? Yes. You could probably get a few nuggets where you go, oh, that's interesting. Right? Because it was highlighted, it was in bold, it was like summarised at the end of the chapter, whatever. Okay, well, good. Great. Now your chances of remembering the book when you actually read it have gone up significantly because you, you now know where the edges are. Right, because all learning is really is it's learning by comparing to something that we already know. Okay, if you came into this room and you've all been in this room before for these meetings, but if you came in and you've never seen that particular chair before, okay, you don't freak out. And go, oh my god, I need to learn how to how to uh, sit down on this chair because you know how other chairs work and you apply that same methodology to that chair. Same true with a car. You could drive an unusual car, or the first time you drove automatic, or, or whatever. It's a, or a new car, and the, uh, the ignition switch, or the start button's in a different place, but you kind of, you get how cars work, so you know roughly, 
and you can figure it out because you compare it to what you've done before. Equally, if you're reading something new, priming the brain by surveying the book makes the comprehension go up significantly, significantly. So that's number three. So we've, we've set our intentions, we've um, got ourselves in an optimal state, and then we've surveyed the book. By the way, none of that is to do with the reading itself, and yet that alone will increase most people's speed by 20, 30, 40% plus with better comp same or better levels of comprehension. That alone. Okay, so it, it, it's um, a false economy. So, oh, I haven't got the time to survey the book because I, I need to read the book. Well, you'll read it quicker if you've surveyed it, right? Uh, the next S, the fourth one, is skim read. So you can now see that we're getting, we're, to use the back to the jigsaw analogy, it's now like looking at the, the colour and saying, oh, those bits are that bit of the puzzle. So you're literally flicking through, probably a page a second, and just glancing down, glancing down, glancing down, at, 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 because your brain reads much more quickly, and we've got time to talk about now, uh, your brain reads much more quickly than, than your, uh, the voice in your head. So the information is going in. It's not going in at the level of comprehension you might want, but again, it's further priming the pump, and metaphorically, it's saying, oh, these bits relate to this bit of the jigsaw, these bit." Which means that when you actually come to read itself, it, it happens much more quickly. So it's like a page a second. Okay, so you go through the whole book, glance down the page, flick, 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 flick. You've done the whole book. Now, locked and loaded, end to end, for a book, you might have spent about ten or fifteen minutes, right? But now you've got the outside of the jigsaw puzzle. You've got the th pieces in the right place. You now come back and read. Okay. Now there's a variety of there's a variety of techniques for reading. More than we've got time to go into in this kind of uh, quick overview here. I'll just give you one. Okay. Um, but and I also say this is less important than the steps that precede it. Okay. If you've done that, you'll automatically read quickest. You've already got a bit of an outline of what's coming. If you've seen something before, yeah, you, you can get it quicker, right? But when it comes to reading itself, oh. One of the issues, there's me, there's three primary, but the, one of the issues that people have is they backskip a lot. People think they read in Western, most Western cultures read left to right, okay? But most people don't read left to right across the lines. They think they do, but if you have a camera looking up at the eyes, they're all over the place. They keep skipping back. And why do they skip back? They skip back because they're not sure that they've remembered or understood. Okay, but it's a little bit chicken and egg. Because if you backskip, your brain doesn't get forced to focus. So what I recommend and suggest is you use a pacer, whether it be your finger, whether it be the tip of a pen, just to follow along the lines. Okay, And you just try and keep the pen moving. Just keep the pen moving straight along the lines, which in effect trains your eyes to keep a forward, uh, keep a forward motion. Okay? Think of the... Um, think of... Two points. Number one would be, I've for a period of time when you first learn in the skill, make myself refuse to go back. Right? Because I don't know if you've ever done this. If you ever read a book, you're not sure about something. You go back a page, read it again. You still don't get it. Then you read on another paragraph and you realise the answer was in the next paragraph. Right? Uh, so people kind of go back and it often doesn't give them the comprehension that they need. When actually, if you've got the whole picture. 
You know, uh, to jump analogy again, if you're looking at a movie, you know, oh, I, I, I didn't follow that bit of the plot. I didn't understand. Oh my God, rewind, rewind. When actually, you're not supposed to follow the whole plot. Over when you see further Gambrabby. on the movie, you get a bit of information which makes workshop. that bit that just occurred make sense. And you've already primed the pump by surveying, by skim reading, but same as speed reading, the positioning your brain planning not to go back and concentrate. So the second example of the metaphor would be if you're driving, okay? How many of you, that when you get off, say, the motorway, so when you're driving, at rigidly at 70 miles an hour, Richard, because we would never, on a public recording, suggest anything other than we drive at anything other than the speed of it. But if you're driving at 70 miles an hour, and you come off and you go into a 30 mile an hour limit, okay? Immediately, uh, assuming that the roads are clear, immediately, how does it feel driving at 30 miles an hour? It feels... Slow, because it is by contrast to the speed that you were reading at, okay? And and yet, the uh, here's my point. One of the things is you can train yourself by forcing yourself to read quicker. When you slow down, you can be reading quicker than you were originally. But the other point, which is part of what we do in the workshops, we train people to read a lot quicker, they lose comprehension. But actually, if you drive at 70 and then you slow down, 50 feels comfortable. But you've got to find that balance. Here's the real kicker, Emma, from a retention point of view. The kicker is people go, oh, if I read quicker, I won't understand it. Well, that's a bit like saying the slower you drive, the more you'll, more you'll pay attention. That's not true. Because when, when you drive more slowly, it, isn't it possible that your concentration can wave? Right? If you're driving right on the edge of your comfort zone, like you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry, you're not being reckless, but you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry... You're driving fast, but you become acutely aware. If you drive too fast, it's reckless and you're in danger of having an accident, which in speed reading terms would be not remembering what it is that you've read. But if you drive too slowly, what happens to your concentration if you're in no hurry whatsoever? Are you optimally concentrating on the road? You're not. You're on the fucking radio, you, 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 you are on your phone. You read it, we wouldn't be Richard, but other people might be, on your phone, you, 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 you're reading a newspaper, you're doing your makeup, you, you're eating an apple, you're talking with the kids, all at the same time, right? And so, so actually, your comprehension is better if you're quicker for most people, to a point. And then the skill comes about training that point to which you can read with a higher level of concentration, so you can metaphorically drive faster and still be in control of the car. Okay, that's uh, uh, number five when it comes to speed reading. And number six is all to do with retention. And summarize. So there's a concept in accelerated learning techniques or brain-based learning. Um, I got this concept from a guy called Dr. Roy Padgett, who's based in Birmingham. But he learned it from a, I think it's a psychologist called um, Ebenhauser. It's called the Ebenhauser Curve. The Ebenhauser Forgetting Curve, which really says... Hey, how does your short-term memory convert to your long-term memory? So you've read the book. It made sense, Andy. The words went into your head. You've got the words. Okay, uh, how do you make sure that you retain them long-term so it's applicable for you in the future? And uh, not enough time to go into it in any depth now, but in brief, I'll, I'll make a one-page cheat sheet summary, often in a mind map form, of that book that I've read. And that helps um, reinforce the learning, and I will review that cheat sheet. So, the six steps are, set your, uh, set your intention, get in state, survey the book, skim read the book, speed read the book, and summarize the book. Of those six steps, the only one, the only one of the steps is reading in the traditional sense, and there's elements to that that make it more important. It's the other 
five that actually carry the biggest bang for book in my experience for both speed and comprehension. If you apply those points, you will find yourself reading considerably faster. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Growth Podcast. If you like the show, there's two things I'd love for you to do. Number one, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you got this podcast. I read all the reviews myself and welcome your feedback or comments on how to make it even better. And number two, check out my upcoming workshops at danbradbury.com forward slash workshop. That's danbradbury.com forward slash workshop. See you next time.